Hello and welcome to the Irish Tennis Updates podcast. My name is Adam and I'm your host. Thanks very much for listening. This episode I chat to Oscar O'Hushin. Uh, I had a really enjoyable chat. Um, during the chat we talk about how the coronavirus has affected Oscar and his tennis, um, his experiences of life on tour so far, uh, also his experiences and uh, memories and lessons from US college. Uh, he also gives his advice for juniors and for all players, which I thought was really insightful. And we also talk about much more. Uh, just before we start, um, I want to say that I hope you're all staying safe and well during this challenging time for all of us. If you're looking to pass the time at home, um, I'd like to recommend another tennis podcast called the Body Surf Tennis Podcast. I think they have uh, some really interesting insights and opinions. Um, they also uh, occasionally do some episodes where they do some in-depth research on a particular topic related to tennis um, that you may not know much about. Uh, for example, I listened to one recently all about uh, tennis before the Open Era and I found it really, really interesting. Um, so I think that the body serve is well worth a listen. You can check them out wherever you get your podcasts. Um, here we go. Let's get into the interview. I hope you enjoy. Perfect. So I'm talking t- today to Oscar Hushin. I'm really excited to chat with, with Oscar today. Um, so thanks, Oscar, very much for uh, for agreeing to talk to me, giving up your time. Um, yeah, no worries at all. Thanks, thanks a million for, for having me. Yeah, perfect. I can't wait. Um, yeah, just the first thing I want to ask, um, what's your favorite food if you're, if you're treating yourself? Uh, I think if I'm treating myself is the, the crucial part of that question. <laughs> It's funny you ask that because actually my girlfriend was just over in uh, in Ireland and I had to bring me back some chocolate buttons because you can't get them over here. So oh, really? I've been indulging in them a little bit in the last yeah. few days. Uh, so I think that would have to be my favorite. Yeah, they're not bad. Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't want to um, focus too much on coronavirus. I know that's the the uh, issue of the day and um, the topic of discussion of the day. Um, but I guess we probably should uh, talk about it for a minute or two. Um, so just, I guess, I'm interested to, to hear what was your reaction when you heard that all the events are being cancelled? Yeah, no, it, it's it, it's very strange what's going on. I think I was, on, I was in Mexico at the time and it was somewhat isolated from it because there hadn't been too many cases there. Uh, so we were kind of a little bit, in the dark as to what was going on the rest of Europe and stuff. So there was rumors going around during the tournament that things might be canceled and stuff, but no one really knew. So it was kind of, it was just, uh, the daily routine was the same as, as it always is. You know, we were training, looking forward to the matches, you know, thinking about the upcoming tournaments and so on. And then all of a sudden the referee, you know, pulled the plug on it and, and then everyone kind of vanished very quickly after that. I know I I had my flight booked almost immediately after that was announced yeah. um, because of all of the worries with the travel bans and stuff like that. So that yeah, it's it's very strange, um, and it, it you know it interferes with your with your plans. But I think yeah, it's about kind of adapting to it now and yeah, seeing what happens. Yeah, no, I think what I was most surprised by maybe was that they they just put uh, you know they pulled the plug in the middle of the week. They didn't even finish um, the week's play, which I don't know. That surprised me. Um, I don't know how, how how do you feel about that? 
Yeah, no, it, it was it was interesting to see because some of the players, like they were, you know, there was ma- ongoing matches, and you could see they were starting to look to the side of the course to see yeah. what all the kind of ruckus was about um, and the confusion. Uh, and then, you know, I think a lot of them probably knew when in the middle of their matches that that yeah. was the last match they were going to be playing and stuff. So yeah. I I can't speak on behalf of them, but I'm sure that, you know, really interfered with the rhythm of their matches. And um, yeah, it was, it was not ideal for them. You know, some guys were having good weeks, you know, had a yeah. few wins in a row and then all of that was kind of wiped away so you have to feel for them a little bit yeah it's a strange strange situation um so what's your plan now for the next few weeks um it's up to june i think they've so far at least is is all called off so what's your plan between now and then um i think just just trying to still stay as focused as possible is it is difficult to do at the moment but um i think it's important it's you know, you can either look at it as like a, a problem and, and complain a lot about it, or you can try and see it as, as an opportunity. And I think elements of it um, can be an opportunity. You know, you have more time to to do things, which sometimes can seem, you know, difficult to accomplish when you're in the middle of a busy tournament week or training week. So yeah. um, working on things like, you know, your flexibility or, you know, your... Um, doing doing stretchings i know me personally i sometimes won't won't be diligent enough with doing the recovery stuff which is really important yeah um and just but just overall maintaining the fitness um and trying to trying to just stay as fit as possible even though i know here anyway there's not many there's not much uh court time available so i haven't really been hitting in the last couple of days but just staying physically fit and um just staying focused and still trying to get better every day is is important. Yeah, I guess it's tough to keep focused, but you can kind of what you have to do. Um, what exactly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, it's all a bit up in the air about whether you will even get back to tennis um, in twenty twenty. But what, what's your your kind of schedule looking like? Assuming we, we um, there is more play. Um, I think I think as soon as you know, hopefully the it'll open up. You know in in, in the summer or at yeah. the end of the summer that's you know i think that's everyone's everyone's hope but um just being in a position where i can come back immediately and and, and start playing tournaments again like was the plan um up until this happened is it, still that's still the goal so um like i said trying to get as much training in as possible even though it's not the easiest thing to do at the moment um and just waiting and just trying to stay focused uh and then doing other things as well like you know i'm I've, I've trying to trying to do a bit more reading um just enjoying time a little bit away away from not having matches every day is yeah. it can be a nice thing as well so just trying to keep 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 myself busy and productive um is, is important so yeah um so i guess i want to go back now a bit to i guess other other tennis stuff um so when you got when you got um into tennis um back as a kid um what was it that the kind of that made you choose tennis over other sports that's a good question um i'm not sure exactly i i I know i i played a number of sports when i uh when i was a lot younger probably up until the ages of 14 or 15 i was doing you know did a bit of football, um, rugby, um, 
swimming stuff like that probably because i wasn't great at the other ones to be honest that's why i stuck at tennis but wasn't great at that either you know i uh was by no means the top top junior or anything when i was when i was uh 11 12 13 14 there was a lot of lads who were you know who were beating me easily enough like some talented players so i think i just i think the biggest thing was that i really loved playing the sport i i enjoyed playing and i would always you know, I might be upset after a loss or after a loss, and but I'd always want to go out the next day and, and play again and and try and get better. And I was just, you know, a bit obsessed with it to be honest when I was a kid, even though it wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, this this talented junior or anything. So I think just the the progression, just continuously playing over a number of years, it's got me to a position where I got a lot better. So yeah. Yeah, so as you got a bit older and started playing more, how much were you training and how much of your life did that kind of consume as as you got older? Um yeah, I think I think it was about when I was maybe 15 or 16 I started really kind of um channeling channeling the focus more towards tennis like I I I was lucky enough I met a coach called Robert Shulver who helped me a lot in terms of just um just kind of cultivating kind of a belief and more more of a professional focus and, and, and like a, a a focus towards getting better and developing and actually aspiring to become a really good player like you know having aspirations to turn professional or go to division one college in the states he helped me kind of uh cultivate that belief and then that you know that in turn motivated me to want to to train very hard and to to um to try and get get better and so i started playing from that age of 15 or 16 started playing you know a couple hours a day as much as i could with school and, and so on i was playing almost every day though for maybe between yeah two two to three hours i would say yeah and um, i actually know rob i, I i've i, I he, he coached me a bit uh, a couple of years ago down in leopardstown as well ah okay um, yeah, yeah he's, he's nice, a, re- yeah, a really nice guy yeah um, he is yeah and he's yeah do you have any on. any funny stories any funny stories um yeah i've got loads actually we were lucky enough because there was a good group of of juniors uh when i was that age and we would all we would all kind of get on very well with each other and yeah um that really helped the the environment the training environment because we were all having fun at the same time as we were getting better and i think that's that's honestly a really important factor um it's just the enjoyment the enjoyment element of it so just yeah nothing really specific just funny 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 things which happened in within training sessions and fitness testing and stuff like that but um but yeah i think one of the lads launched his racket over the fence which was really funny one time we thought but uh yeah no just little things like that made it very fun um yeah yeah i guess that's it isn't it If, if it's enjoyable you're gonna you know you'll probably take it more seriously and you know you'll do better overall Absolutely, I think that's that's one of the biggest things is, um, especially for juniors who want to who want to keep playing and who want to keep getting better. I think it's it's easy to get caught up in the results and stuff like that when you're when you're when you're at a young age. But in the grand scheme of things, those results don't really matter at all. Yeah. So if 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 a player can can just continue to enjoy what he's doing and just enjoy playing the game, well then inevitably he's he's going to get better most likely if he's putting in those yeah. hours and so yeah 
Um, do you have one memory that stands out to you from your kind of junior days? It could, you know, positive, negative, um, positive, negative, and get anything that would that stands out maybe as as a defining moment. Um, yeah, I can remember. I can remember actually. This is I'd say I put this down as it was a negative moment, but it was all also a positive moment. I can remember I was seated in Fitzwilliam, the junior tournament mm-hmm. under eighteen. And I remember kind of um, building up the junior Fitz tournament as being this huge deal that it would be, you know, like winning Wimbledon almost and yeah. putting a lot of pressure on myself to try and do well in it. And inevitably, I did I did poorly in it every year. But I can remember I was playing Sam Bothwell. I think it maybe was, in, was it quarters or semis. I can't remember. But yeah. he, he's always had my number, to be fair. He always, <laughs> uh, he always beats me. Um, very talented player. So wasn't a bad loss by any means but um i can remember losing to him and just being devastated because i i knew you know it, that had been my last chance to do well in fits and but it, at the same time then I, like looking back on it i can i can I, I just think that it was it was something that i didn't need to get it that upset over because it was just another match as a junior you know like it it, it wasn't um it wasn't a defining moment in my career you know it just it, i think it made me stronger because I think that sometimes me personally, I can be too up when I win and too down when I lose. And I think yeah. like not being too affected by the results of matches is a, is a really important, is a really important thing, especially now when I'm playing matches week in, week out, or at least yeah. when I was playing matches yeah. week in, week out. Um, that's something that you need, you need to stay stable. You know, you can't, you can't get too, down on yourself and you can't get too elated you know so um just kind of learning from matches learning and not being too judgmental of yourself is is important um so yeah so that was important for me yeah that's really interesting um so then i guess at that kind of age when you're maybe 17 18 you were i guess you were looking at your options and you chose uh college <coughs> in the states so what was what so what what were some of the main uh, factors behind that decision? Um, there, were, yeah, I, I think, I think it just it made more sense for me to go, to go to college than to think about going pro first. Because, well, first of all, I wasn't good enough to go pro straight out of um, the juniors. I think it's a very, very small percentage of, of players who can kind of break through from that age um, yeah. straight in, into the the top tiers. Um, so I think it was, I, it was always something I was going to do because I felt like it would be just, first of all, it would be a great experience. Um, secondly, I, I get a lot better and I get stronger, get more mature. Um, so all of these things. And then, and then just in terms of the resources that they have over in the States, like the facilities that they have, you can, you know, you get your third level education, which is great. And you're also training in a really professional environment. So that the, all of those things kind of made it an, almost a no brainer when I was finished, uh, finished secondary school. Yeah. So how did the, the process work of, of choosing your college? How was that? Um, well, I was very lucky in the sense that my dad was very, uh, he, he was very helpful and he, he's very, um, very resourceful. And he, he, um, he helped me a lot. We would just reach out to coaches. Um, we didn't use a third party or anything. We just, um, by word of mouth, spoke to a lot of different coaches and, and put our names kind of in the mix for, for 
players who were looking to to go over to the states and i got i got a little bit lucky in the sense of i i managed to get a spot at, a, at like a big college um wisconsin which is in a very good conference okay. which has a very big you know american football program big basketball program and so they have a lot of money for in their sports department yeah. and which trickles down to their tennis department so i got i got lucky in that sense and um the deciding factor uh we went over on a visit we went on a visit to miami and to lsu in louisiana and then finally we stopped in wisconsin um for a football game and i just loved it immediately i really i really liked the team and the coach okay. and the culture that they had there so it was it, it became quite an easy decision for me after that um so yeah right so it was it was four years you spent there is that right four years yeah so four years on the team and then I had one extra semester or term to finish my, my degree. And then I graduated just in December of 2019 before turning pro. Yeah. Um, so from those four years or four and a bit years, what's your best memory from, uh, from that time? Oh, that's a good question. There was lots of really good memories um, and a lot of painful ones as well. <laughs> I think the best one was probably... Um, when we won our first round NCAAs, when I was in my second year there, we were in, we were in California and University of Southern California for the, the national, national championships tournaments. So um, having not been in the tournament for a number of years and then being part of a team, team effort, which, which got us there and, and won our first round was, that was really probably the best, um, the best uh, moment I had. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So you hear people talking about college and you hear it's not only, you know, a load of great memories and a great time, but also they kind of, it sets them up really well for, for, you know, for the rest of their career and, and life. Um, what, what would you say is the most, the best, the most, the most important lesson that you learned in college? I think having, having perspective probably is one of the biggest things, um, because it, it's so easy to, to kind of get down on yourself after losses and, and be really happy after you get a big win. But I think in, in the grand scheme of things, it is, it's just a sport, you know, and it, um, it, it helps, it helps being grounded in this, in the fact that you've got, you know, a great team around you, you know, you're lucky enough to be part of a, of a, of a basically a family away from home. Mm. Um, and just, and just kind of understanding that the, the tennis results wasn't the most important thing um was was important i thought i'd I'd like to move on a bit to i guess more like (laughs) your so moving on from college maybe just to kind of tennis life a bit um so excluding any coronavirus stuff uh forget about that but how much um would you train um in a say typical week if it's a week off maybe between tournaments what, what, what does that week look like uh, in a week off, um, ideally, I'd be getting two sessions on course, maybe a couple of hours in the morning working on specifics and kind of the development side of, of things, looking to work on shots you need to get better or more technical uh, technical kind of stuff. And then in the afternoon, moving more into kind of match play situations, playing more points um, and, 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 and training more in kind of the open open play part of the game uh, and then also including 
you know, either a strength session or a conditioning fitness type session as well. So yeah. in total, maybe, you know, close to close to five hours, four to five, between four, four and five hours every day, I would say in an off week. Um, and then that's not also, you know, that's not including doing your stretching afterwards and um, your prehab before stepping on court and your yeah. warm ups and stuff like that. So, you know, I think there's a lot to be filling your day with. Um, so yeah, in, in total, you know, seven, eight hours is kind of, is what, you know, the, the guys are doing and the top guys even more, I'd say, you know, it's full days, it's their full-time job. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're doing every, they're taking every precaution to, to, you know, be as good as they possibly can be. Yeah. There's a lot going on. You're, you're busy. <laughs> um, mm. so then in terms of, in terms of the food, um, what's like, how careful do you have to be with what you eat and how, how planned out would that be, you know, day by day? um yeah it's it's that's a tough question i i think i think with everything in tennis it, it does depend on the individual um you know you hear Djokovic is on his gluten-free you know yeah. dairy-free completely vegan lifestyle um but then you know you can also see just really good players who you know they eat they, they'll eat some chocolate when they feel like they yeah. need it and they'll <laughs> they'll you know they'll um for the most part they'll eat pretty healthily but yeah. um you know, pe- people kind of uh, have different ways of going about things. Like sometimes me personally, like I think sometimes it's nice to stay. It helps me stay mentally fresh if, you know, I'm craving a bit of chocolate and yeah. I just have a little bit. Yeah. Um, whereas other people w- would be thinking, you know, this is I'm going to be able to I'm going to I'm going to know when I'm playing my master. Like, I was eating chocolate yesterday and it's not going to help me on court. So I think it does depend on the individual. But for the most part, you know, just just you know eating you know you need good carbs you need um your protein you know you, just the usual what 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 you would think mo- most people eat yeah yeah and then and moving into to a match week um so if you have a match on a on a given day what what's your routine that day before after um yeah well that that's something that i think i've i've learned just as i've started um is that a lot of the the training continues on during the tournament week. I think it's important okay. to to keep getting better while you're on the road, you know, and that and that's that's something which is crucial because you because there's so many weeks where you're playing tournaments and you have matches, you can't just say to yourself, "Oh, I had a tough match today. I'm just going to go back and rest and wait for the match to the next day." I think yeah. it's it's important to go back on court, even if it's only for 30 minutes to an hour to go and and work on something that you could have done better in in the match or work on a specific shot or just just emphasizing the emphasis on on continually getting better is is essential if you want to keep moving up through the ranks yeah and then in terms of say um like what kind of warm-up stuff do you do in say in the morning and cooling down after how does all that work for you um yeah, I think like in the warm up, just you know, a lot of activation stuff. I have a lot of resistance bands, you know, for for the hips, um, for the back and the arms and the the core. Doing some core work before starting, um, just trying to trying to minimize the the chances of getting injured and and also you know just feeling good. So when when you start hitting tennis balls, you know you're you're completely one hundred percent ready ready to go physically um and then afterwards just a lot of stretching um 
uh, a little bit more activation stuff. Actually, I, I do a lot for my hips just to ensure that, you know, they don't, cause my hips can get very tight, um, okay. especially after long days. So doing a lot of activation stuff with resistance bands, um, for them. And then also just stretching. And, um, I know some of the guys do yoga and stuff like that afterwards. So, so yeah. Yeah. Um, so for those weeks, what kind of place are you staying in? Are you in, in a hotel or is it more like a Airbnb kind of thing? Um, it it was, so when I was in Mexico, yeah, it, I think it depends because, um, when I was down in Mexico, the first couple of weeks, I actually Airbnb'd with, uh, with Simon, Simon Carr and, oh, yeah. uh, an American lad. And that was great fun. Cause you know, it was relatively cheap. Um, mm. and it was nice kind of leaving the club every, you know, at the end of the day and going back to your own kind of spot to chill. Um, and then, but then for the second leg of the tournaments I did there, I stayed on site, which was, uh, had its, its pros and cons. It was, the accommodation was about 10 feet from the court. So you could roll out of bed and start hitting te- yeah. tennis balls. But also, um, sometimes, you know, you wanted to get away from it and you weren't, there was nowhere to go really. So, yeah. So there's pros and cons to both. Um, yeah, I think it depends on the tournament, you know, where you are, but, but, um, mostly trying to minimize the costs, um, is the most important thing. Yeah. So I just want to talk about that side of it, the financial side of it for a moment. I mean, I think pe- people would be aware of this, you know, at the futures level, obviously there's not much money in the game and it's tough to, to, you know, to stick it over, but how, just how tough is that? And how do you kind of deal with that? Um, yeah, that's definitely, that's one area where I, I wasn't really aware how, how, how much of a factor that was going to play until I started, um, Mm. costs, you know, they just, they can add up very quickly. Like you, you, you know, you're going through shoes every three weeks if you're playing a lot, um, you're breaking strings most days. Um, then then your accommodation and your food is really the bulk of, of the costs um, and transport as well. But the great thing about Mexico is that they host tournaments, you know, week after week in the same location. Yeah. So that eliminates the transport costs. But yeah. um, I think for, for me anyway, Mexico is a good place to start because it's one of the cheapest ways of doing it um, because, you know, the, the, the food isn't too expensive. The accommodation is a lot better than other places, but I think I, I've learned to be very frugal with, you know, your, with the amount of money that you have, because, you know, it, ev- <laughs> it evaporates very quickly when you're, when you're, you know, when you're taking care of yourself and you're buying food to make sure you're ready for your matches and you're, um, you have to, you have to pay for accommodation and so on. So it, the money does run out quite quickly, but you, yeah. I think, the important thing to is to think of it, you know, as an investment, like you're, you're doing this because, you know, you want to reach certain goals. And this is all part of it. So you, you know, you, you're optimistic for the future that one day, you know, you're going to be at the bigger tournaments and it'll be a little bit easier, but yeah. definitely it's not the, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but it's manageable. If you, if you, you're smart with your money, um, but definitely it, it is costly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you're uh, traveling to, to tournaments, is there something in particular that you miss about Ireland? Are you able to, you know, is there something, is there one big thing that you miss? Um, 
Yeah, well, you know, it's I, I think probably my family is the biggest thing. You know, I, I love going home, seeing my family and uh, yeah. hanging out with them, my, my friends as well. Um, don't don't miss the weather that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, it's it's not too bad. It's especially nowadays, it's so easy to for me to, you know, ring up my dad or ring up yeah. my mom or my brother or whoever it is. So it's it's you know, and I'm lucky enough that, you know, they support me and they um they try and help me as much as possible. And then my you know, my coach my coaches are all on the, the other end of the line when I need that. So that that isn't really too much of a factor at the moment so yeah okay. yeah um what would you say is the most the most difficult thing about um about just life on top um the most difficult thing uh i would say is is not taking the results to heart too much um okay. because there's so many matches there's so many wins and there's so many losses that you can't really get too emotional about it because if you do, then you find that you're thinking about it when you're playing matches, you're thinking about winning, you're thinking about losing, you completely lose, lose the run of yourself and you forget about the process and kind of staying in the moment. And you, you can, well, I, I know me personally, like I'll get tight, like my legs might slow down yeah, and my racket head speed might slow down. And I start thinking about results and then, you know, that, that, that never helps and you can start to fall apart then when that happens so i think just almost i don't want to say careless kind of uh, attitude but but really just kind of trying to enjoy it as much as you can and not worry about the outcome is is essential um yeah. and just just constantly trying to think about getting better and not and not and i think you know long term rather than short term is uh is really important um so that's the hardest thing for me is kind of is uh, managing managing your your emotional energy levels in that way. Yeah, cool, perfect. Um, would you like? Do you like following the like tennis? You know, like the ATP, WTA. Do you follow much of that? Or yeah, yeah, I do actually. I, I it's it becomes quite addicting when you're surrounded by it all the time. You know, you you start yeah. to understand. You know everybody who's playing and, and you start to follow the results really easily so yeah i'd be i'd follow it quite quite closely and um, do you have a favorite player you'd like to, to watch <clears throat> um apart from the you know the top three who were you know it's always great watching them i think everybody loves watching them um i do like some of the the upcoming guys are just it's just you know they're great to watch like i, I like watching sinner a lot um yeah then I love watching Kyrgios as well, even though he's quite controversial. <laughs> yeah. But when he's playing and he's he's on, it's it's great to watch. Um, you know, a lot of the you know, the upcoming American lads are very good, like you know TFO and um, TFO and uh, Tommy Paul. You know those those kind of players. Um, Apelka as well, obviously. And then I like watching Dan Evans a lot as well, just because mm. I think his just his talent levels are just ridiculously high so yeah. players like that but to be honest every every player in the top 100 once once you're once you once you're playing futures tournaments and you, and you see how difficult it is to do well and then you watch guys inside the top 100 you know every, yeah. they're all unbelievable so it's um it's kind of you know you aspire to to play at that level all the time 
Yeah. Do you find that when you're watching tennis, do you kind of pick things up and do you almost find you're learning or are you at a stage where you you kind of know what, you know, to work on and your coach? Oh, no, I, I'd, I'd always trying to be learning. You know, I have a, I don't know anything pretty much compared to, <laughs> to what these lads are doing, you know? Um, uh, so I don't, yeah. Like, and, and the thing is I, I've had a lot of help from players like Julian Bradley, um, yeah. and others as, as to, the best ways of of, uh, of of picking things up quickly and, and getting better. And, and that's kind of helped me a lot. You know, that's given me a lot of shortcuts because it would have taken me a while to figure those things out. But just, yeah, just watching, watching just the decision-making of where players are hitting certain shots, um, watching yourself play, you know, uh, having yeah. like a camera to try and watch your own matches, you know, when you're able to think, when you're able to see things visually like that, I think it helps it helps a lot because um, you can see what you what, what you're doing well, what you're doing yeah. incorrectly. So, yeah, I've got a lot. You know, I've got a million million more things to to try and learn and, and execute. But uh, so I think I think the the mindset of like a growth mindset of of always trying to get better is 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 really important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, would you have a a favorite tournament to watch as well? One that maybe every year it comes around, you know. Uh, it has to be Wimbledon. Yeah, I'd say Wimbledon for me. Um, it's just such a chain, a nice change from you know the hard court season and the clay court season, and yeah, there's always just a buzz around it. So uh, that's my favorite tournament. Yeah, have you have you been to watch? I've no, I've never, I've never been during the tournament actually. Um, okay, never been. So hopefully, hopefully one day I'll, I'll be I'll be playing in it. But uh, yeah, I know. I was about to say, hopefully we'll see been. you there in a couple of years. <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's the dream anyway. Um yeah, no, I've actually I'm I'm meant to go this year, but I guess there's there's doubt now, is it even gonna happen? Um Yeah, see everything so. is up in the air now. It's um it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Um yeah. Yeah, it's hard to know. Um what what's your favorite thing about tennis overall? I'd have to say it's it's probably the people you meet and, and the places you get to go and the experiences you you have i think and i think that's crucial i know my college coach uh once said something to me and to the team which really hit home was that in in when you're finished college and in a couple years time and you look back on your experience you you won't even be able to remember barely the results and the matches Mm -hmm. those won't be the best memories Mm -hmm. or the worst memories it'll be about you know the, the places you went to see and the just the little things messing around with the team and the locker room, stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's bigger than, it's bigger than just, you know, wins and losses. And, and um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nice lifestyle. Just trying to, you know, better yourself at something which you enjoy doing, and, you know, meeting lots of different people from lots of different backgrounds and cultures and seeing different places. So I think, I think that is, is really the best part about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right, so we'll we'll wrap up in a moment. Um, but I just want to ask, what's your? So you've talked a bit about maybe the plans for this year, but even going forward, do you have kind of, you know, goals, ambitions of, of what you want to do in the next? Um, well, I I think trying to trying to establish myself in the rankings is really step one, and I think that I'm playing at a good enough level on my day to 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 be doing that. So, um. So that's really that's really the goal for me is to try and get to somewhere maybe where by the end of the year. Well, originally it was the end of the year if I could yeah. be maybe six six or seven hundred, and um, would be a good start for me. And then seeing a lot of 
main draws and, and, and getting into main draws uh, straight away would be would be uh, would be the next step for me. Um, but now, now obviously everything is, is changed yeah. a little bit, and and that's still the goal. So it's it's trying to stay focused and stay in in, in good shape and um, staying confident in my own game is is really that's the short term goal for the moment until the competition start back up. Yeah, perfect. So I just want to yeah I want to wish you the best for for those goals for the for the year whenever uh, tennis resumes. Um, yeah, thanks a million. And thanks a lot for, for for taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, no, same to you. I was just, um, yeah, thanks very much for for taking the time out of um, for for talking. Um, want to wish you all the best. Cheers, thanks a lot. Um, there we go. I uh, hope you enjoyed that chat and found it as interesting as I did. Uh, just before I go, um, I want to mention Bob Cherry. Uh, every day um, this week and uh, next week, he's releasing um, a home tennis drill for you that you can try while you're stuck at home. These are really simple drills, um, really enjoyable, also really good for your tennis. Um, so I'd encourage you all to check uh, him out. You can check him out on Twitter, Facebook, um, wherever you want, really. Um, just search for Be Great at Tennis. Um, someone else to check out on Twitter, uh, check out me on Twitter, um, at TennisUpdateIRE. Um, feel free to send me any feedback you may have on this episode, any other episode, the Twitter in general, whatever you want. Um, you can send me a message on Twitter. You can also email me at irishtennisupdates at gmail.com. Um, I'd like to thank you one last time very much for listening. Uh, I've been Adam. Please subscribe, comment, tell a friend if you've enjoyed the episode. Until next time, stay safe.